0: we pray. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Are we on a track in our human lives where it's life heading toward death, as many people think about themselves? Or is it the other way around for a Christian? Death replaced by life. Think about it. The Bible does say that all people are dead in sin from birth, which does mean that in this state of spiritual death from the beginning, no one, including a believer, has any ability to believe. And yet faith does happen. You and I believe. What's the reality at work here? We find an answer in a text from Acts chapter 13. What the apostle Paul said while doing mission work to a group of people who at the time did not believe in Jesus. As you hear the text, try to spot the answer to these two questions. What is the real basis for the forgiveness of our sins? And secondly, what is the real cause of our life-saving faith in Christ? It was in a city called Antioch, Paul said to a Jewish and Gentile audience, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, talking about Jesus, through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest what has been spoken in the prophets come upon you. Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though one were to declare it to you. Now when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. Now for that first question. What is the real basis for the forgiveness of our sins? Paul said it right up front. Through this man, Jesus, is preached to you, including those who did not yet believe in Christ, the forgiveness of sins. In our Lutheran doctrinal terminology, we call that objective justification which simply refers to the fact that God lays it all out, his gift up front, freely and unconditionally, offering the forgiveness of sins to people even before or or don't at all believe. Now, let's understand, of course, faith is involved and expected. It's how a person receives the forgiveness of sins and applies it to himself. Paul even said to the Jewish mission prospects there, By him, everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. There is a sequence here that we have to keep straight. Forgiveness comes first, as established by Christ, declared by God, delivered in the gospel, and faith comes after that. Well, what's the source of such faith? That was mentioned in the end of the text. As many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. For those believers in Antioch, their faith was entirely a matter of God deciding, God making it happen through the power of the Spirit. And the same goes For us today, and every believer around the world, down through the ages, all the way up to the very last day on earth. The motto of the Lutheran Reformation comes to mind a three part expression that I think you've heard before by grace alone, through faith alone, based on scripture alone. We can always lay the matter to rest on some very solid ground. The foundation of our salvation, the foundation of our forgiveness does not depend on us even a little bit. It doesn't depend even on the fact of our faith happening. It depends on the fact that Jesus paid for all, all sins to the full satisfaction of the judge. That makes it sure, as guaranteed by the Lord's own resurrection. As for the matter of faith, yours and mine, that too does not depend on us. It depends on the fact that God makes it happen by an act of his will, his grace, his power at work, which not only creates what wasn't there, saving faith in your heart, but also working to keep it going and growing all the way to the very end. These gospel truths are so important, so valuable, and yet so vulnerable. Let's cling to them with gladness, like the believers in Antioch did. Let's share them with other people, as the Apostle Paul did. And whenever it's necessary, let's guard them from the contamination of false teaching as the apostles and Martin Luther and many others have had to do. May God help us to handle his truth in these ways, not only for the sake of our own assurance, but for the sake of the glory of him who has saved us by grace alone, through faith alone, anchored on the scriptures alone. Amen. We close our worship this morning turning to hymn 264. We will sing stanzas one and five. Stanzas one and five of hymn 264.